Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients in the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the Public Affairs Team, and today on, on today's episode, we are discussing a very unique paid internship program that Eskenazi Health offers Indiana College students with physical disabilities uh, through the Gregory S. Fairbox Center, which is a, this is such a great program and so important and so special and is accomplishing so much. And joining us today, Carlos Taylor, the program manager of the Gregory S. Fairbox Center, uh, to discuss the available opportunities to uh, college students, Indiana college students, and the goals of the internship program and how interested students can apply. Carlos, thank you very much for joining us. We will jump into everything, but please tell us a little bit about your background, what your position here at Eskenazi and how long you've been here. Great. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be here with you today. So as mentioned, my name is Carlos Taylor. I'm the program manager for the Gregory S. Ferrybox Center here at Eskenazi Health. Uh, prior to coming to Eskenazi, I worked at Ball State University for a number of years where I provided uh, technology accommodations for faculty, staff, and students there on campus. Uh, I'm also a Ball State alum, uh, earned my bachelor's degree and my master's degree from Ball State University. And I uh, had a great time there, but gosh, having a great time here at Eskenazi Health at the Ferry Box Center with the work that we're doing. We're, we're, all, we're practically brothers. I did my undergrad and master's degree at Ball State as well. So oh, wow. chirp, chirp. Is yes, that what we're supposed absolutely, to say? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's what we're supposed to say. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. So, OK, this is going to be easy. We'll just two Ball State people talking, <laughs> talking here. Um, all right. So, yeah. Tell us about the uh, the Gregory S. Fairbox Center, how it was and how it was created. And then we'll lead into the importance of this program. But uh, a little background about the center, please. Sure. Absolutely. So this program began as a partnership between Eskenazi Health and Ball State University back in maybe 2011, 2012 in that time period. The person for whom our program is named after, Greg Ferrybach, uh, is a Ball State alum as well. Um, he is an individual with a disability. Uh, he's a wheelchair user. He's an attorney here in the Indianapolis area. Uh, and he has a lot of connections in the community. Uh, he at one time served on the board of trustees at Ball State University. Um, he's been on the board for the Health and Hospital Corporation for some time, the parent company of Eskenazi Health. So uh, with his connections, this program began as a partnership between uh, Eskenazi and Ball State. One of the things that he noticed and a lot of the things that he participates in is that he didn't see individuals with disabilities participating in meetings and boardrooms like he has had the opportunity to do so. And he knows how important that is. And so he approached who's now our director of the Ferry Box Center, Larry Markle. Um, at the time, uh, I think this was about in 2010 or so, um, Larry was the director of uh, the Disability Service Office at Ball State University. So Greg approached uh, Larry and said, you know, I don't see other people with disabilities participating in important meetings and boardrooms as I am, and I, I'd like to see this change. What do you think we can do about this? One thing that they knew is that uh, uh, students with disabilities, college students with disabilities, were graduating at the same rate as those without disabilities. However, there's been a big disconnect when it comes to employment for people with disabilities in that the unemployment rate is much higher in general for individuals with disabilities than, than for those without. And uh, one thing they did observe is that uh, college students weren't really doing internships, participating in internships 
at the same rate as uh, not their non-disabled peers. And that's really important for anybody, you know, not even talking about disabilities, but when you're getting out of college or graduating, starting your career, it's really important to have as many experiences as possible to, to get your career started on the right track. And if you haven't participated in, a, in an internship, that can, also, that can often um, lead to some more difficult times and landing, um, landing positions. So, uh, like I said, with, with the, the partnership through uh, Greg Ferrybach and his connections, this partnership was formed with just one student uh, coming back in uh, 2011 from Ball State University to Eskenazi Health to participate in an internship. And it went well enough that um, Eskenazi asked for more students in, in the years after. And then uh, it, it's grown to the point now where uh, this is no longer just between Ball State and Eskenazi. This is a statewide program. Uh, we uh, recruit students from all over the state of Indiana um, to, to come participate in an internship uh, through the Ferry Box Center. And public affairs, our office has had uh, an intern from this program as long as I've been here, and I think even back before that. And it's just, it's just great. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic, uh, fantastic thing. And one of uh, we had we had the same one two years in a row one time, and I think he even he met his girlfriend through this program here at Eskenazi Health, and just it's just been uh, uh, really fantastic. And and um, so. Uh, why why do you think there is a little bit of a disconnect with it so it's difficult for people to to land land positions out after college right so college students with disabilities typically you know depending on what the need is every student is different but sometimes i think students are just so focused on getting those academic related accommodations in place working with their professors and anyone else that they need to work with you know, for academic purposes that sometimes the thought of doing an internship just doesn't really cross their minds and then once you know, before they know it, it's time to graduate, and you know, you know, now what do I do? You know, and and oftentimes it's you know, I don't know where to go. And then the other thing is, um, it's often hard for people with disabilities to think of how to disclose that they have a disability for for fear that oh, if I tell an employer on my application that I have a disability, maybe they won't want to hire hire me for X, Y, or Z reasons. So that's another uh, issue that, you know, there's still this stigma that exists about people with disabilities and that, you know, not capable of doing work or what have you. So that, that exists. So I think it's just a multiple, a multiple, um, multiple facets as to why that is. Uh, and then what makes this uh, internship uh, through the Gregory S. Fairbox Center different from other internship programs? Absolutely. So when students come in to participate in an internship through the Ferry Box Center, uh, they know that we're going to provide uh, disability-related accommodations if necessary. So if a student needs, say, for example, a piece of software on a computer to make it more accessible for them to use, we can provide that for them. Uh, we provide uh, transportation uh, thanks to the, the transportation folks um, here at Eskenazi Health and some other uh, transportation solutions that we have. We can provide transportation for interns to get to and from their work locations. And also for those who don't live in the Indianapolis area, we provide housing as well. And accessible housing is important um, so that people who may have difficulty navigating uh, staircases and what have you and, and some of the uh, apartment buildings that exist, they know that they're, they're going to have an accessible living space if they work, uh, do their internship through the Ferry Box Center. 
And you mentioned earlier, people kind of get to the end of their college years and they graduate, they haven't done an internship. And I think it's important to stress the importance of internships, no matter what. I, I think some people, I think for a while it was, yeah, you go and you get coffee for a few few months, and do, but it, that's not the way it works now. And internships v- are vital. They are truly that first job to help you with those connections, and very often they turn into lasting jobs or they get you that hands-on uh, I- involvement and experience that – I often say college is great, but college is very sterile. Right, <laughs> right, there right. Is, Absolutely. You know, they they make it they don't make it easy, but it's it's very controlled, and you get out, and it's like, no, this is the real world, and and that's it's really important that we have internships that 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 help us with that. Um, so how does the application process uh, work for this? How can someone uh, uh, find this program and and get started on that? If you don't mind, I do want to touch on something yes, you please just do. mentioned. Yeah, so yeah. the notion of, okay, this is a, an internship where you just sit back and relax and get coffee or make copies or things like that. That is not what this program is about. Uh, and we always tell interns, you know, this is, even though this is for students with physical disabilities, this is not, this, this doesn't have anything to do with your disability. So, for example, you mentioned public affairs hosting an intern Um, Well, the person's disability was secondary. Uh, The primary goal for that intern was to gain experience in public affairs and participate in as many things as possible, you know, pertaining to whatever they were majoring in in school. That's going to help build their experiences and skill levels so that they can move on. Uh, to the next level when they start the career. So I did want to mention that. Oh, we put them to work. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we ha- we've had our interns uh, writing articles for us, participating in our social media efforts. Um, just yes, no, we it, we we put them to work. It, Absolutely, it, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and that's what this program is all about. It's not about oh, well, the the person has a disability, so expectations are lowered because they can't do as much. No, that's not the point at all. It's to have the same expectations as anybody without a disability doing an internship. It's just that this program helps to make the internship more accessible and remove the traditional barriers that get in the way uh, and, and help well, unfortunately, prevent people from doing internships traditionally. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So on to, well, actually, you know what, let, let, let's keep this going because this question just kind of popped into my head. I, I, I can't get away from asking the COVID question here. How has these last two, three years, depending on the math for it, impacted this program? Um, and how has COVID affected how these internships and the placements and the engagement uh, works with this? Right. Uh, thinking back to the, when COVID was just ramping up and we were making plans for the 2020 summer cohort, we weren't exactly sure what to do. Um, but we converted a lot of the, well, 99% of the internships, I think pretty much all the internships that summer, we converted to a remote experience. Uh, we weren't sure how that was going to go, but sure, we, we've learned a lot from that. And actually, it's been a really helpful experience for us because we now have students who can participate in a remote internship who may not otherwise be able to do so whatsoever. So even though we provide you know, transportation and, and housing for students who don't live in the Indianapolis area, for several reasons, some, some students simply won't be able to relocate for the summer. 
uh, for an internship opportunity, but they're still able to participate in a remote opportunity. So we're grateful that we've learned those lessons and we can still provide those opportunities to students who otherwise wouldn't be able to have an opportunity. So yeah, I, I have some, some interns that I can think of off the top of my head that you know, probably wouldn't have an internship if it, if it wasn't for the, the things, the lessons that we learned during uh, COVID to, to have remote opportunities. Yeah, I think the intern that we're going to have in public affairs this summer is going to be remote. Yep. I think he's in South Bend. Absolutely, so, yes, yeah, we're yes. just going to be uh, uh, bringing him in. And we've, uh, you know, we've interviewed him and we're we're excited to have him. He seems Absolutely. like he's yeah, he's, he's going to be great. Yeah, so, great. yeah. All right. Let's get into the application yes. process. How do we how, how do we get going on all of this? So to apply um, applications for summer uh, are typically taken in the fall and winter uh, our deadline typically is January 31st, and to apply, we ask students to submit a cover letter to introduce themselves, a resume, and three letters of recommendation. And then uh, we will follow up with an interview. Um, the last couple years, we've done virtual interviews uh, to get to know the person more, to find out what their interests are, and uh, try to match them with an opportunity that we have at Eskenazi Health or one of our employer partners outside of Eskenazi Health who uh, hosts interns through the program. And we kind of touched on it earlier, but um, can you walk us through, you, and you just hit on the timeline, so you're in the program, uh, can you walk us through how how long the program is, kind of the different things that happen during that time period, um, and, uh, you know, what's expected of, of the students and the participants. Right. So we focus on the summer every year. That's when most college students are available. They're not often, you know, tied up with classes and what have you. So we focus on the summer. That's when the most, uh, when our numbers are higher. I think last year we had about 52 uh, students in the program last year. And we're expecting to have a slightly higher number than that this year. Um, so we focused in the summer. Typically, the first week in June is when they start. And uh, they work for about eight weeks. So the end of July is when everything concludes. That's a general time schedule. We have some opportunities in the fall and spring. And when I say fall and spring, I'm thinking in terms of college semesters. Uh, fall being September-ish. We don't have exact you know, dates at the moment for like September, um, spring being maybe January, February. Again, thinking in terms of a college uh, semester, uh, spring semester beginning in January for most colleges. But um, so, yeah, so we focus on the summer. That's when we have a lot of the additional programs that we offer. Each week during the internship, uh, we invite a guest speaker to come talk on a topic such as uh, something I mentioned earlier, uh, how to disclose that you have a disability when you go apply for employment. Uh, we have had uh, presentations on financial literacy. We've had presentations on interview skills and resume tips on how to improve resumes and things you should know when you go into an interview. Uh, so we've had a, a host of a range of topics that have been discussed, and we're really excited to put together a really, really um, packed schedule this summer for uh, people to come and, and speak to the interns uh, each week. So we're really looking forward to this summer as well. Uh, in addition, depending on COVID, um, <laughs> we try to plan some events in person as well. We've been limited the last couple of years. Um, but um, last summer, we were able to, to do a couple of events safely. One uh, event was uh, going to the Idle Jorg Museum here in Indianapolis 
who uh, was a new partner of ours last summer. They hosted an intern for the first time, so that was really exciting. So we got to take a tour of the, the museum, and the intern got to lead some uh, fun activities for the group, so that was really fun. Um, and then we also went to an Indianapolis Indians baseball game for the social aspect. Of course, we have some sports fans, but not everybody is a, a, a sports fan, but it's a great networking event. Interns get to socialize with each other. They get to uh, meet some of the, the professionals that we invite to join us as well. So it's, it's a great opportunity to network. So um, again, we've been limited the last couple of years on those things, but those are things we like to do. And hopefully sooner than later, we can get back to more of those activities. And uh, do you have information you can share with us about uh, the results we've been seeing from the internship uh, program over the years as far as then job placements and people moving on from the internship? Right. So at this point, uh, and this is something that uh, we are tracking uh, closely, we try to update our information annually as far as uh, who's out there doing what or what have you. A lot of the students who have come through are either still in school uh, to this point, at this moment, we've had 131 students who have to participated in the program. So uh, at this point, uh, if they're not employed, they're either in school, maybe in uh, graduate school. Um, it's, it's a high percentage right now of, of those who are either doing school or, or are employed. Very low numbers who are, are don't have anything going on right now. Um, so... Yeah, it, it's, it's exciting. And, and every year we're, we're learning more. It's exciting for me. I've been in this role for uh, three years, but uh, it's always exciting when an, when an intern lands a full-time job opportunity. Uh, so I, that's very rewarding. We had a uh, success story that was a little bit embarrassing on our part, but still a success story. Uh, one of our past in interns, I just say Caleb, uh, you know, is his name. Yes. Um, so, and he did fantastic. He did a great job with us. And then we had been talking with our, our new intern for this summer. At about the same time, Caleb started sending us emails wanting to set up a meeting with our social media coordinator. And we were kind of looking at it. It's like, are we doubling up on inter? What's going, uh, what's going on? Go ahead and have it. He's like, no, I'm, I got a job at the Eskenazi Health Foundation yes. doing their social media. So I'm reaching out as part of my job. We're like, yay, Caleb. All right. So we were like, oh, sorry, we, we, we thought it was for an internship, but no, it was a success story. So that was, that was really fantastic. I, I know we talked about um, uh, uh, what the application process looks like, but where do they go to start? Is that at EskenaziHealth.edu? Um, how, do you, uh, how do you start step one with the process? So the process is uh, reaching out to either myself, Carlos Taylor, or our program director, Larry Markle, and uh, our email addresses. I'm carlos.taylor at eskenazihealth.edu, and Larry Markle is larry.markle, M-A-R-K-L-E, at eskenazihealth.edu. So basically, it's reaching out to us, emailing that information, um, and what have you. I also wanted to mention that, of course, <laughs> COVID uh, impacts how we do this, but um, this past fall, Larry and I were able to visit a lot of the college campuses around the state. Uh, we have a, a really great relationship with disability service offices all over the state of Indiana, you know, all the different college campuses. And uh, we often arrange a time to go visit campus and, and recruit students and answer any questions they may have if they're able to meet us in person. Otherwise, again, like we've learned in COVID times, uh, virtual meetings are, are important as well. So we can also schedule those virtual meetings 
to answer questions. So in the fall, we typically are out on the road traveling around, recruiting students at all campuses, bit large and small. Um, and then uh, when they go on holiday break around Christmas time, you know, we, we you know, hope that they're working on their resumes and cover letters to submit them by the end of January. Um, I, I'll put you on the spot here on this one just because I like to talk about the successes. If, if you had to identify, if you had to identify the, the, the best success or maybe the coolest job post-internship, can you brag on somebody for who went through this program and, oh my gosh, they're doing this now? Is there anyone who comes to mind on that? Eskenazi Health has actually hired maybe seven, six or seven former interns. So that's really exciting for us. Um, also, uh, like I mentioned, we have other uh, employer partners who work with us as well. So uh, Eli Lilly. So we facilitated um, the internships uh, through Eli Lilly, where they have a really neat um, program for students who have just finished their junior year. Um, so uh, Ferry Box Center, we've had two Ferry Box Center interns so far who have been hired full-time at Eli Lilly. Um, Braun Ability. Um, Braun Ability is a really neat company. For those who don't know, uh, they modify vehicles to make them accessible for those who use wheelchairs, and, and they make the, the lift equipment that's installed on, on those vehicles. Uh, and so they have hired uh, two interns uh, through our program uh, so far. So several stories, several fun stories of how Ferry Box Center uh, internships have uh, been uh, successful and, and students have landed full-time opportunities. And you mentioned uh, just a second ago it's open to anyone past their freshman year and then through a year past graduation, right? Are there any other qualifications that need to be taken into account for this? Right, and we've, you, and we've mentioned this term, but we really didn't, ex didn't explain it. Uh, a student has to have a physical disability to participate in the program. And what that means is a disability relative to hearing, uh, vision, orthopedic, or mobility impairments. So, and I know there's a wide range of additional disabilities that are out there. Um, and and it's, we, we certainly respect those who are looking for opportunities, but we also know that there's no program that um, provides the, the accommodations for students with physical disabilities like the Ferry Box Center does. Um, our friends at Easter Seals Crossroads has a great internship program, and, and there's some other opportunities out there for, for people with different types of disabilities. That's why we focus on those with physical disabilities, because there's just nothing else out there that does. As we uh, come to the end of this, uh, of this conversation, is there anything we haven't hit on that you want to make sure gets included with this uh, internship through the Gregory S. Fairbox Center? No, you know, this has been such a great partnership um, with, with uh, like I said, our employer partners, Eskenazi Health. I can't thank Eskenazi Health for the great support uh, for the Ferry Box Center that, that we've received. Uh, this has been phenomenal. It, it's, it really has. And it's great every summer to see, I mean, we talked about the employment opportunities that have come through, through for some of the interns, but uh, gosh, just those who come in and do their internships, just to see how they're not quite sure when they get here, but surely by the end of the internship, they believe that, yeah, I, I can exist in this role and I, and I can, like you mentioned, you, you go to college and, and you're in the classroom and you're learning, you know, the things you need to know, but it's different in sitting in a classroom versus being in an internship opportunity where you're actually working alongside other professionals. 
And so it's a lot, it's a totally different aspect. And, and we've heard some great comments from interns that said, you know, I didn't know when I got here if I would even fit in, but I, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned that I can do the work. I can, I can survive in, in an employment setting. So that's, that's really exciting. Uh, and of course, I'm going to run down kind of the laundry list of all the ways to get in touch. Uh, if you're interested in this program, uh, it's carlos.taylor at eskenazihealth.edu. Uh, you can also find additional information on this program at our website, eskenazihealth.edu. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I say this repeatedly as we've gone through all these podcast episodes and learning more about that I think one of the great things about Eskenazi is that they don't approach healthcare and medicine as go see the doctor. It's it's so much bigger. It's opportunities. It's uh, social determinants. It's it's more than just a prescription for a drug, and then off you go or a doctor's visit. And and even you know healthcare is expanding access and creating opportunities for people to live a healthy and happy life. That is healthcare, and and we get that all uh, here at Eskenazi Health. And I and Carlos, just thank you very much for coming in and taking some time to talk to us about this program. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And of course, thanks to Joe and to Rachel for getting this all uh, set up. And uh, you can find all of our previous episodes of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast at our SoundCloud account. You can just search Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. You can also find all of our social media channels and links and find us all. If you just search Eskenazi Health elsewhere and uh, we will be back on our next episode, the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health.